Are you overwhelmed by the sheer number of translations of the Bible available today? Do you struggle to know which one is right for you? In this episode, I'll break down the differences between popular Bible translations and provide practical tips for choosing a translation that will help you deepen your understanding of God's Word. And be sure to stay tuned until the end for my recommendations on which Bible translation to buy. Hello and welcome to the Bible in the Geek podcast. My name is Wendy Coop and I'm your chief Bible geek. On this show, we examine Bible study methods, tools, resources, and anything that could help you understand the Bible better. Now, before I get into the explanation of how to choose a translation, it is time for a word from our sponsor, me. That's right. Sponsoring my own podcast. That's how I roll. It's the privilege of being the host. Today's episode is brought to you by me and my Patreon community. It's brand new, and it's a place where we can go and kick it and get our Bible geek on. That's right, with live calls, printables, and more. I think in the previous episode, I mentioned something about stickers. I'm still working on that. But what you get obviously depends on your membership level, but it is a cool way to support the work we are doing and build community at the same time. To join the community, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Wendy Coop or check out the link in the show notes. Now, back to the show. In episode four, I covered the differences between the English Standard Version and the New International Version translations, the ESV and the NIV. We won't rehash that discussion here, but cue up that episode for a more in-depth analysis of those two translations and which one I think is better for you. This episode covers a more generalized way of choosing a translation, but we can talk more about specific translations in future episodes. So number one, know the different translation methods. There are three main translation methods, word for word, thought for thought, and paraphrase. Um, you might hear the term dynamic equivalence used, um, but dynamic equivalent is really just another term for thought for thought. But word-for-word -word translations aim to translate the original text as literally as possible, while thought-for-thought -thought translations focus on conveying the meaning of the text in modern languages or in modern language. Paraphrase translations take more liberties with the text, often rephrasing it in a more conversational style. This can lead to some serious theological errors that are best safe for another episode. Suffices to say, if you keep it middle of the road, you'll be fine. So there are charts that you can reference online that can show you the spectrum of word for word versus thought for thought and where your favorite translations fall on that spectrum. Um, so examples of word for word translations would be an interlinear Bible, a New American Standard or English Standard Bible, the most well-known word-for-word uh, -word translation being the King James Version, but even that is not as literal as, say, the NASB or the ESV. But if you're not ready to channel your inner Shakespeare, then pick up one of the other word-for-word -word translations and leave that King James on the shelf where it pretty much belongs. So examples on the other end of the spectrum include the Passion Translation, the Message Translation, and the Living Bible. Stay away from those. I'll have a whole episode coming as to why, but they are so far on the other end of the spectrum, as in 
paraphrase, that the true meaning of the text is forgotten for the sake of supposed clarity. So just don't bother with those at all. And then there are those that fall somewhere in the middle, such as the New International, Trans New International Version and the New Living Translation. However, if you plan on going to seminary, you'll want to pick up a New American Standard Bible, an ESV, or a CSB, which is Christian Standard Bible, for your studies. But you can also check with your professors to see which versions they prefer you or which translations they prefer you study from. So tip number two, consider your reading level. Some translations are written at a higher reading level than others. So if you're new to reading the Bible, you may want to choose a translation that's easier to understand, such as the New Living Translation um, or the New International Version. However, this also goes back to the previous point about word-for-word -word translation versus thought-for-thought -thought translation. You're going to want to consult both types of translations, but choose where to start for your first or next Bible, understanding the limitations of any translation. Because seriously, if you start with the King James Version, you may hate life and your Bible study time, unless you're down for that kind of language. In other words, don't make your Bible study time something you dread because you can't understand what anyone is saying. Are you having flashbacks to English class yet? Yeah, Shakespeare, I'm looking at you. Tip number three, think about your study needs. If you're looking for a Bible to use for in-depth study, you may want to choose a translation that includes study notes, maps, and other helpful resources. Examples of study Bibles include the She Reads Truth Christian Standard Bible and the Chronological, Chronological Life Application Study Bible. There is also a solid ESV English Standard Version Bible that I've reviewed over on the YouTube channel, so be sure to check out that video. Eventually, you'll acquire other resources such as Bible dictionaries, commentaries, and concordances, or you'll invest in software that does it all, such as Logos. Either way, your library will grow, so don't stress out about which Bible translation to start with. Just pick one. And if you've got a family Bible or one that you were given at confirmation or your baptism, great. Start there. Nothing wrong with that. I like free. Free is good. <laughs> and tip number four, consider your personal preferences. So do you prefer a Bible with a leather cover, a leather-like cover, faux leather, or a hard cover? Do you want a Bible with large print or small print? Um, spiral bound or coil bound, or maybe you plan on drawing and you want an illustrating Bible. These personal preferences may influence your choice of translation because not all translations are available in every kind of binding. So think about also if this Bible needs to travel with you, how easy it is to use at church, and whether you will need margins for notes and journaling. Or is this meant for your home study and will stay on your desk? A good example of this is the Spiral Bible. It's full page. It's spiral, obviously spiral bound because it's called the Spiral Bible. Um, but it doesn't come in one volume. So it's not the whole Bible that's spiral bound. And because of the spacing of the verses and the amount of space you get for notes and journaling, um, these volumes can get pretty thick. Uh, so you may end up just carrying around the New Testament if you're carrying your spiral Bible or just certain books of the Old Testament. So these are things that you got to keep in mind. So whatever you need the Bible to do for you, 
Take that into consideration when choosing your next purchase. After all, you don't need a chiropractor bill to go with that nice new Bible of yours because you picked one that was super heavy. Also, I know we all love shopping with the Amazon fairy, but if you can take a trip to a local Christian bookstore to see your options in person, that's even better. So what Bible should you read as a Christian? Well, the simple answer is whichever you want. I mean, I'm just a lady with a podcast. You don't have to listen to me. <laughs> but I say err on the side of caution and go middle of the road or closer to a literal translation. As your confidence in reading the word grows, you'll be able to navigate other translations without too much concern. So here are my recommendations on how to choose a Bible translation. Best Bible to read and understand. That one goes to the Christian Standard Bible or the CSB. Best Bible version for study. That award goes to the New American Standard Version, the NASB, with the English Standard Version, ESV, as a close second. Bible translations to avoid, the Passion Translation, the Message, the Living Bible, Good News Translation, and Contemporary English Version. Just, just stay away. But that is all for today's episode. I hope that it was both enlightening and entertaining at the same time as we talked about what could have been a very dry subject, but you hung in there with me. We stuck it out together. Thank you for listening, and I will see you in the next episode. Again, my name is Wendy Koop, and this is the Bible and the Geek podcast. Check out our Patreon community at patreon.com forward slash Wendy Koop and join the conversation.